0: and welcome back to sapphic survival guide where we are happy to be queer to answer your questions i'm gina and i'm cheyenne and class is now in session we have another guest today claire can you please introduce yourself yeah sure i'm claire
1: um currently living in denver you might know me on tiktok or instagram as claire underscore holt 12 um born and raised in alabama i'm a scorpio um, 23 and out and proud lesbian. Happy to be here. <laughs> love that.
2: <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit more about your queer journey? Like, how was it growing up as a young queer person in Alabama?
1: Oh yeah. my god, love that. I know when I tell people I'm from there, they're always like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And the answer is, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's always a fun like lens to speak from because in the deep south you have conservative politics homophobia all that stuff and then there's also like the religion aspect of it has a like Mm -hmm. a chokehold on how i grew up and i grew up in church and like a lot of people do and did so that added an extra layer of complication to my coming out story I had a secret high school girlfriend so that was my first queer experience which I thought was so fun and
0: terrifying at the same time and I'm kind of jealous yeah like you knew you were gay but you were like we're dating and we can't tell anybody because like my secret girlfriend we neither of us were aware we were girlfriends if you know what I mean (laughs) Oh, listen, it was a crazy slow burn that should
1: be put in a movie. Wow. And I think about it sometimes like that was iconic, but there was also really scary parts to it. And like my parents yeah. ended up finding out about it, which was mm-hmm. not ideal. So that was part of my initial coming out to my, to my parents. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I got another secret girlfriend under the, the guise of best friends, which, After the first time, you would think they (laughs) would catch on with the second one. Um, Yeah, and I came out for real, for real to everyone when I went to college. And I went far away from Alabama to Richmond, Virginia. So my goal when I went to college was like, I am not lying about this ever again. I'm going to be myself straight up from the jump. And I honestly would, I've recommended this to people. Like, if you're in that transition phase, I think it's like an easy turning point to like, when people meet you for the first time, they're like, do you have a boyfriend? And you're like, <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Like that was yeah. such an easy turn instead of like having to like sit everyone down and give them a whole like speech. So mm-hmm. I remember that, but that's when I came out for real um, to everyone, to people I knew before, people I knew in college. And I met my first real like queer friends there. And ever oh. since then I was like, I bloomed and I was like, I'm very out and proud after that.
2: Oh. What was like your lesbian awakening? How did you first realize? Mm.
1: (laughs) Hermione from Harry Potter. Yes. Yes. I was so bad. I was basically writing fanfic. I was basically writing fanfic, except I would be Harry.
0: And I wanted Harry and
1: Hermione to get together real bad. I don't know why she got with Ron. And I realize now Mm -hmm. that Harry was the main character. Like I wanted them to have more plot together and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, like so I was gay, and then I also was like, "Oh, I want to be her sister. I want to be her best friend. Yeah. I want to be in Hogwarts." And that, I want to be her. Yeah, right. I want to be her so
2: bad. She's so everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's iconic because Sam.
0: Really, Gina? Gina, you didn't have a Hermione face. Well, you know that Hermione wasn't like my type, but oh yeah. Um, there. I mean, <laughs> I I still love okay, Harry but, Potter. Like, a smart woman
2: just that's all you need
1: that part yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: that was like the the part that was hot yeah <laughs> for sure yeah yeah <laughs> okay um so how did your family take it the second time you came out if you don't mind sharing yeah. that part of it
1: yeah the f- the legwork was mostly done in the- with my first getting caught situation mm-hmm. And that led to a lot of like forced conversations where I wasn't like even sure what my answer was or how to explain myself. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there was an ambiguous time where me and my secret girlfriend were just best friends and I didn't know when Mm -hmm. the line was crossed. So it was kind of like, I didn't even know how to advocate for myself then. Mm -hmm. Um, But then once I was in college, I kind of felt like I had my own, space, uh, distance, literally away. Not that they were, it was tough, definitely. Mm-hmm. And they didn't understand a lot of things. And I know they wish it was otherwise. And then there was a lot of things that just went unsaid that I felt through other actions they took or how they would or wouldn't acknowledge the, the relationships they knew I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once I had that little situation in high school, like, A couple of years passed when I, by the time I went to college and was there. So they had had some time to like sit with things and they're still not sure how to bring up at that time, how to bring up questions or how to ask me about my life. And a lot of times we would just act like that part wasn't a part of my life, yeah. which I was okay with to a certain extent.
0: Did you ever
2: move back home after college or like back to wherever you lived in Alabama or did you go straight to Colorado?
0: Yeah
1: uh briefly only for Mm -hmm. a summer after I graduated yeah so that was like I I know I gotta get out of here yeah
2: (laughs) I was gonna say that would probably be like almost like a culture shock like coming back a completely like the same person but such a different person than what your town knew you as yeah so that makes a lot of sense what religion were you raised um it was like southern bath
1: southern baptist so christianity and um yeah Okay. That's yeah. what I figured, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, a about- good one. It's a popular one in the South.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a, it's a good guess. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably out to Colorado eventually? Because that's where you said you're now, right? Yes. Yeah. In
1: Denver. Um, I wanted to move somewhere with a big city. Um, I wanted to move somewhere where there was like a lot of gay people. Um, But I'm also really sporty, outdoorsy. Like I kind of match with the culture here in that way. Um, Yeah. So that was a good fit. I was thinking also uh, New York City, San Francisco, but I, my job is remote and they're like moved to any office hub like we have Mm -hmm. and Denver was one of them. So I was like, I think this would match my identity right now. And it's a great choice. I love it here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I visited Denver a lot and it's like a cool very queer city yeah um big fan of charlie's if you ever go they have some amazing drag
1: oh my god i'm i'm a regular (laughs) i love it yeah i love it they have good drag too like uh they were saying so yeah yeah did they have a lot
2: of like gay shit to do in richmond i've heard that richmond's a pretty gay city but i'm sure like compared to denver and then compared to alabama it's
1: (laughs) probably very different Um, now that I'm here in Denver, I think I like, there's a way better scene here, but yeah, Mm. Richmond was good. It's, you would think it's like really Southern stronghold, but there's VCU is one of the schools in downtown Richmond. That's like an Mm -hmm. art school. So there's like a bunch of like that kind of like, and there's really cool art murals and there, there is a, Mm. like a lesbian bar there that was mid in my opinion, but I won't speak on that, but, um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah. I liked it there, but I, it was nowhere near to how I feel now, but I also wasn't really in the scene in college. Like I was like, I am now. So yeah.
2: Yeah. That reminds me, my girlfriend was just watching a few of your videos while I was doing my makeup. And there was a video where you talked about coming out as a mask lesbian after coming out as a lesbian. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about How you came to that realization or like the first steps you took into, I don't know, I guess masculinity in general.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, mass culture. (laughs) Yeah. Maskhood. I'm (laughs) deep in it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. That's such a good question. I'm, I, wow. I'm so glad I get to talk about this on a podcast because (laughs) I was talking about this the other day and it's one thing to you know, come out uh, like that's difficult regardless. And then I felt like another dimension of it that I had to go through that people don't realize are two separate struggles is trying to figure out how you want to dress. And if you want to dress more masculine presenting, that's unconventional and there's no guidebook. Whereas if you, if you're comfortable in being conventionally feminine, like you never had to think or like uh, explore other like dressing other ways or mm-hmm. not in the same way so you have to come out and then there's a journey into dressing in a way that feels like yourself that I feel like is
0: mm-hmm.
1: two different types of thing like one is your orientation and one is your like expression so mm-hmm. it, it's tough to figure out And this I make content about the mask fashion especially recently all the time so And I know that people cling on to it because there aren't that many resources for it because I didn't have resources myself. And that's why I feel like there are two different battles that people like lump into one. And I kind of wanted to validate that to other people. Like that is a whole other metamorphosis to endure, you know? Yeah. Were
2: people very supportive of you during that phase of your life and figuring that out? Or did you kind of like face some pushback with, friends or family or anything like that
1: no I felt awful (laughs) I felt awful I think the biggest mm. difference that happened to me was having making friends who are masculine presenting like Mm. that is the biggest thing because then it's like now I go out to Charlie's and I gotta text my best friend like what are you wearing (laughs) because I'll show up in the green pants black shirt yeah (laughs) it's like- Stop,
0: because that's literally what my girlfriend wears every fucking weekend i always tell her like oh you buy another pair of green pants
1: I am. <laughs> no i'm so i'm so into the green pant but um <laughs> Yeah. Having queer friends is important because a lot of times if you're, Mm -hmm. if I had a lot of straight friends in college and as supportive as they were, like we get dressed to go out, we wear completely different outfits or it's a formal event and we wear completely different outfits. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was right. I didn't even know if I looked good. So I ended up just feeling like I looked bad all the time. And I -hmm. I spoke on this on TikTok too, about the ugly duckling syndrome, where you think you're ugly but you're actually just gay and don't have gay friends or any gay people in the room so yeah
2: yeah it's a lot of like hetero culture and like style and it's like what looks good here doesn't necessarily translate into queer culture or vice versa so that makes a lot of sense
0: yeah I don't identify as like mask but I feel like my wardrobe is more like androgynous if anything and I feel like I don't I definitely don't wear like skirts dresses or really anything but Mm -hmm. I feel like when my family has weddings I'll throw a dress on and it is by my own accord but I've Mm -hmm. thought a couple times like if I wasn't gonna wear a dress because I don't wear one any other time what would I wear and Mm -hmm. even just wearing like a nice like like full suit romper kind of thing or something would just be like making such a statement that I'm like mm-hmm. is that even what I want to do so i don't i feel like i resonated with what you're saying cuz you don't even think about just itty bitty things until you put it on and you're like oh my gosh wait everybody's about to perceive me in this and now what Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and another thing that people don't talk about is not only they're going to perceive you if you dress unconventional but if like you're me let's say when I graduated college it's like Mm -hmm. you usually wear a graduation dress all right what's Mm -hmm. Claire gonna wear if I show up Mm -hmm. dress it's almost like she didn't have the guts to wear a suit or something (laughs) like that like it's almost yeah
0: or people will be like, "Look at you! All dolled up!" And you're like, "Please stop yeah. it! Oh my god, yeah, stop!" It
1: I don't know.
2: What did you end up wearing for graduation then? And dress, I and
0: I slayed. Oh. I
1: slayed. <laughs> it was a tough thing. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think I looked good in it. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't have the time. And if I if I was gonna step in a suit, I wanted it to be just like
2: tailored, top
1: tier. Right. Yeah. I didn't have time. I went and yeah. got, like a store the day before. So yeah. Yeah
2: yeah it makes things easier for sure I usually just opt for feminine clothing in general because of like I've huge boobs and like I'm like I don't want to wear like a button-up and like have to worry about like (laughs) Mm -hmm. how people are like perceiving my body in it I don't know I feel like it's easier to just like stick with the status quo but it's not necessarily like what I would maybe feel most comfortable in but it's because like what we how we see masculine clothing presented and speaking of which I don't know if you I'm sure you do know this like now when you type in like lesbian style on Pinterest do your pictures come up yeah
1: yeah oh. <laughs> Flex. my friends are like my friends are like Claire like please stop with yeah. the Pinterest. like it's <laughs> they see <laughs> my face
2: um, when they're trying to no I love
1: it yeah
2: yeah I watch a lot of your style content even though I don't Wear any mask clothing, just because I think it's interesting, and I think it's like, it's good information to have, and it's fascinating, and you present it well, so it's entertaining to watch for sure. <laughs> even if I, so anyone listening, even if you're not mask, go watch the videos. Yes, uh, I think it's super helpful.
1: All followers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's nice. Thank
0: you. yeah. So my next question for you, throwing it back a little bit, do you mm-hmm. have a secret girlfriend now? Are you <laughs> dating openly? Are you single? What's the, what's the deal?
1: It's been interesting because of social media, because yeah. I don't want like my, if I am in a relationship to be all on social media and then have to like deal with like explaining stuff mm-hmm. to everyone if it broke up. Yeah. So I will just say, I don't have a secret girlfriend right now, but I've had secret girlfriends before, but not, Interesting. it was secret. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a secret. It was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not posting you with your face and your name yeah. directly. Yeah. I, I do
2: the same thing. Like I'll post my girlfriend's face, but I don't tag, I don't put, po- like I use a fake name for her. We have oh, a, we have a nickname her. for an alias. Yeah. Yeah. So people can't even like look through my followers. They really have to like look through everybody to find her because one time I was dating someone and we broke up and this is after I had already started my Instagram and I had like over a hundred thousand followers at that point and I like had posted something about us breaking up because you know I was hoping someone would like shoot their shot with me in my DMs that didn't happen but I like put it out there and (laughs) people followed my ex on social media like on Instagram and like they like went and found her. People who weren't following her before, because they wanted to see if she people was gonna,
0: like, love talk online shit. lesbian drama. I know. Yeah. And I was like,
2: "We're still Aww. friends." She told me she got a bunch of followers after I
1: posted
2: something Damn. about her or like about our breakup. You <laughs> so... gotta
1: gatekeep, gay mm-hmm. your girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. real.
0: My yeah. girlfriend's just <laughs> always deleting her social media. So even if I fucking wanted to tag her, she's always deleting it anyway. So she's like, "Oh, I love know. that. I love her yeah. for that." Plus, yeah. no one can spell her name. So, like, good luck, everybody.
2: Yeah. You just need someone who's not present on social media if
1: you are going to have just a big my time. That's my time. Yeah. Who yeah. would know social
2: media? Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend's on it all, but she lurks. So, mm-hmm. that's nice because she can still, like, go give me a like. And, yep. <laughs> but, like, I, you know,
0: I don't have to, like, rack up make them sure views for dead. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She does. Did your, um, tick blow up like during pandemic or like how long has, have you been like, you know, with a big following?
1: Um, I, I started my senior year of college, which was a, a little over a year and a half ago. Um, so yeah, it's funny. I was in my dorm room. I started posting. It was part of a revenge plot I had because I had an ex-girlfriend. I remember that video. Um, yeah, <laughs> was, it was funny. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I wonder what she would think to hear this, but it doesn't matter because I'm locked in here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just like, we, when we were together, we had a video that like I accidentally posted that accidentally went viral. And she was like, I don't know why you have to do that. And then I was like, well, you know what? I'm a double <laughs> after we broke up. So, mm-hmm. and then it did get traction. And then I also felt like I was helping people or like that people resonated with me or like I did have something to say that was, useful to other people or even just like relatable. So Mm -hmm. in that way, I started getting like DMs on Instagram. My Instagram was like really small and like stuff like that. So then I was like, this is rewarding, like intrinsically, like this feels like I would want to do this anyway. So after the revenge faded, then it, it, (laughs) but I was like posting twice a day. It was like senior year. I did not know. So I was just like (laughs) ripping off the most cringe videos and just not just closing my eyes and just hoping they went.
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's what I need to do I like don't post videos because I'm like I can't like I don't know. I I don't know if you smoke, but I like get too high afterwards and I'm just like <laughs> overthinking everything I've ever done. And I can't, I can't, <laughs> I
0: can't That's post That's part of the secret of though. You have to post more to get more, like the more you post, mm-hmm. the more they like, I feel like yeah, reward you with views. They're like, oh, you've been posting. Here's a yeah. viral video. Yeah. 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 Well,
1: you want people to remember who you are or at least be like, mm-hmm. oh, I've seen this girl before. Therefore, the next time they see you and they liked what you said the first time then they're going to stick around. But when you right. don't have any like I had nothing to lose at that point like I was about mm-hmm. to graduate I didn't care so I was just like post 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 and like my friends will make fun of me for it but like not even that bad so at that yeah. point once you it. get
0: a niche that's when you that's when you take off so that, yeah. that sounds like yeah you 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 did that the got you got in the sweet spot you know
1: Yeah, definitely, like, fine-tuning over and over,
0: so. Yeah, speaking of
2: fine-tuning, I know, I've watched, like, probably all of your videos. I'm crazy. I have, like, a little favorite creators (laughs) board, and you're on there, and I've, like, watched all of your videos pretty much, uh, most of them at least, and I know you've talked a lot about, like, stepping up your style game and, like, evolving out -hmm. of your, like, baby gay phase of just, like, wearing, like, hoodies and sweats and you know, not trying necessarily as hard because you're like, oh, not conforming to femininity means I don't have to like put in the effort. But now I see you like sewing and stuff. And it seems like you are putting in a lot of effort. So what was kind of that journey or how has that been for you?
1: Yeah. It's so fun. I think of it now as more expression instead of survival that I was on before. Um, so whereas like my initial interest in fashion came from just wanting to feel like I was presentable and not underdressed and didn't look embarrassing now that Mm -hmm. I've like got into making content. And especially like when you try to make content every day, I feel like it's like pushed me to evolve because I'm going to be viewed. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I want to get better and better. So I've, yeah. And I've, I've learned different types of things. And initially my page was just, and even still it's like, Fashion for people who don't know anything about fashion. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be up there with like high fashion people. Like it's definitely basics and it's definitely like hoping to be replicated by as many people as possible. I'm not mm-hmm. like doing niche streetwear brands. Like
0: I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it accessible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. It's yeah. easier to replicate, I think that way, than some like high fashion something or yeah, something and I also not don't attainable type of person.
1: Exactly. And I think I am interested in fashion, like in general, but like more specifically, it's about how it's, how it makes me feel and how it makes queer people Mm -hmm. feel. And it's like a sense Mm of confidence, a big sense of confidence for, especially Mm -hmm. for masculine presenting, like there is a stereotype that you can't dress or it's not, you're not cute. Like it's done everything for me to be able to like show up and like own it and feel like I look good. Even when I go home, like I'm with my like grandparents and stuff and I'm like, Mm -hmm. They don't get it, but they also are like you look. I, don't, good, I feel presentable. <laughs> yeah. They're like yeah. <laughs> did something.
2: Yeah, Aww. I love that. That's really sweet. So going back to our list of questions that we had for you, is there anything that you wish you had done sooner?
1: This speaks for more than being queer, but like the parts of you that are weird are actually the coolest, most unique. Yeah, parts. I spent like a lot of time trying to fit in. And like trying Mm -hmm. to be palatable and hide parts of my personality that were like more flamboyant or whatever. And like now, especially as an adult, like outside of school where you're not like trying to like be part of groups and stuff as often, it's just like those things that make you unique are what are, is special, what sets you apart. And I spent a lot of time just trying to fit in and I wish I would have just like said, screw it and gone into the stuff I liked earlier.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've spoken with a few other people who've said basically the same thing, but like in different words. And I think that's so funny that that is what like resonates with so many people. It's like, damn, we were trying to like fit into this box all of our lives. And then we grew up and realized like, what was the point of that? Why did we do that? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's so like suffocating and awful, obviously, like no one enjoys <laughs> that part of like existing Um, but Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting that so many people feel that way and they're like damn I wish I embraced this sooner instead of just like trying to please everyone around me who thought I was too weird yeah yeah
0: damn is that the like advice that (laughs) yeah it is deep was that the advice (laughs) you'd give other like young queer people or do you have additional advice too for like young Mm. queer people today
1: um I have I have a few I have a few on my mind Okay. It won't be as deep or, or touching, but a few (laughs) would be date people. Don't be afraid to date people. Like you date one person, you think they're everything. And everyone knows, uh, there's like a reputation that your first like queer breakup is awful. And my advice would be like, you know, you don't, there's other people to date. Mm -hmm. And then also like, if you're in a place where your family's homophobic, you live in a city like that move, that's like, very practical real advice that I would say to anyone Mm -hmm. because I was wondering like growing up I'm like I could stay here no moving was one of the best things for me um and make friends make gay friends all kinds of gay friends like uh, gay men with masked women with femme women like all across the spectrum of queer people like it gives you so much insight perspective and you just feel more relaxed comfortable Um, You don't have to worry about saying certain things because you understand other people's perspectives Mm -hmm. and you develop empathy. So seek out those gay friends, you know? Yeah, that's good advice.
2: Can I I ask you a question about the second piece of advice about moving? So was there something that you told yourself or did to like get yourself through those years before you could move and go to college? Because I know for some people, moving isn't necessarily doable or, you know, they're like, 15 and gonna have to like work for two years out of high school before they can even think about going somewhere mm-hmm. else. Um, so like what kind of got you through those times while you were mm-hmm. thinking about where else you were gonna go?
1: Yeah, there was like a level of um one thing that stopped me is when you're living at your parents' house, they they see the way you dress, they see the mm-hmm. way you leave the door every day mm-hmm. and so an opinion about that. So, I would say you should follow people online who have the life that you want to have or dress the way you want to dress. This way, you don't feel like I'm the only girl in the world in Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> who dresses like this, which is how yeah. I seriously felt. So, just yeah. the realization that like other people exist, there are other places that are not the same as this one. And like, you're not weird. You're just like, you know, you're in a limited environment. So, right. follow people and, you know, Try not to feel like the only because I feel like that's really isolating. That's the worst mm. part I felt growing up in Alabama. So, yeah, yeah that's one thing. And then I was also got my own job and was buying my own clothes on the side and yeah. like sneaking around with that kind of stuff. And <laughs> don't feel bad about it. That's my other thing, it's like, don't feel bad about buying stuff on the side and not telling them or like <laughs> going your secret girlfriend and they don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you matter too, obviously. So, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nothing wrong with keeping those kinds of secrets. Um, do you do you have a queer obsession that you wanted to talk about?
1: I
0: mean, I don't know what you guys meant, but I had a I had a few in mind. Okay. One it's open for interpretation. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I have two
1: different one is like (laughs) you mentioned before, sewing. I'm cropping, I'm cutting shirts all the time. Hell yeah. I've been cutting them and leaving them raw, and that was phase one. Now phase mm-hmm. two, I was hemming it with like hemming tape or like other stuff like that. Now I have a full-on sewing machine. Oh, no. I have a
0: Singer. What do you got?
1: It's oh, right, Singer it. heavy duty. I see right. it. Yeah, I and just I got a Singer machine, heavy duty. So that is a very queer obsession. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Altering the clothes. I'm always altering
0: some clothes mm-hmm. before I go out. I'm like,
1: people are like, I got to get dressed. No, I got to cut my yeah. shirt
0: <laughs> i gotta know that this. was fully me and my friends were like okay we're going out and then they'd hear my room like and they come in like gina are you gonna <laughs> be ready and i'm like yes i just need like 10 more minutes
1: yeah that's me i'd be Damn. like this would look better sleeveless like it's like giant <laughs> scissors everywhere yeah that was one and then another one is karaoke at the lesbian <laughs> bar okay we what now- song what is
2: your go-to karaoke song?
1: I, I have my best friend and I, we always do baby Justin Bieber and I'm ludicrous. So I come okay.
0: in. <laughs> brutal, like, every
1: time. So I do oh, that hilarious. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we have one of the only lesbian bars in America in Denver. So we go like every single week to support. And that's my, one of my obsessions. Oh, yeah.
2: Wait, can I just say that I feel like being a Justin Bieber fan is like a very lesbian thing because like I had a giant poster of Justin Bieber above my bed I don't know why I had a poster I wasn't into him but like Like, the whole joke was that
0: he looks like a lesbian so maybe that's why
2: but also I was like these songs I can sing about girls but I'm Justin in this scenario Mm. so and like I dated someone who was obsessed with Justin Bieber when she was in high school so like that's just where my mind goes yeah (laughs) I feel like it's super
1: gay Yeah, he's lesbian coded. He's a lesbian. Mm -hmm. I have a Pinterest board full of his outfits because they're lesbian. They're they're not, but like they are. I went to two Justin Bieber concerts, the only like concerts I went to as like a in my straight era. So Mm -hmm. you're real. right.
2: Are your uh, pins from his like purple hoodie era or is it more like uh, gas station parking lot, Justin? No, it was like the, the flow, the flow hair
1: um yeah. baby justin
2: yeah him. yeah yeah do you do any other karaoke songs other than justin or is that like your one and done song I'm you know curious.
1: i like to do i kissed a girl Katy perry mm-hmm. um fun. sometimes they won't let me do it because the bartender has claimed that as her song so mm-hmm. um yeah i've done bedrock <laughs> before <gasps> that's um, fun <laughs> <laughs> now I got it jumping. We got it like I yeah. like to.
2: Yeah, you know okay. what you should do. I don't know if this is like your kind of song, but one time I was at karaoke and this little skinny white girl did Anaconda and it was so fun. Yeah, I could, do that. <laughs>
1: I could go bar yeah. for
0: bar. I know that one. It was so it. fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes,
2: yeah. Gina, I I know where I know this about you, Claire, but I want to know what your karaoke song is. Gina, do you
0: do karaoke? I, yeah, I love karaoke. Um, my favorites, like uh, "What's Up" by Four Non Blondes, um, "You Oughta Know" Alanis Morissette, uh-huh. "Don't Stop Me Now" Queen. Those are, or like Valerie, Amy Winehouse. Yes. I do a lot of like angsty 90s stuff, I'd say. And this is very um, telling of the bar that I go to because everyone's so into it because it's like a dirty dive bar and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I love love that. Yeah. All right. Um, I
2: think from there, we'll move on to our advice question. And we actually yeah. chose this question specifically for you. Um, because the question is, I've been trying to make moves on her, but she doesn't seem to respond to any of it despite the flirt. And this person wants to know what they should do. And I know you make a lot of content about how to hit on women and ask women out and stuff like that. And I send them to all of my like, bisexual friends who have no clue what they're doing or like newly lesbian friends who oh, don't know what to do so I know you have advice for this one
1: so the question was I'm trying to make moves on her but she
2: doesn't seem to respond to any of it despite the flirt so See, how would you handle that
1: that's I, need I know sex, it's, it's so
2: big like, leave her alone
1: <laughs> it's like <laughs> leave her alone but... <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it sounds like know.
2: this person isn't being very like straightforward at all maybe sh- they that's, don't
1: know yeah versus that's they're what not I interested. like to be gone that is my biggest critique is mm. you should be very clear because girls get friendly and they can mix mm. friendly in with a lot of things and a bump anything to
0: friendly I feel like <laughs> it's in your Do you watch love island <laughs> uh-uh no because there's a viral sound right now that's like you can't be friendly girls take friendly as flirty shut yeah. it down and that's like exactly what you just said so I I'm just like wait are you quoting Love Island or do you have no idea that you're quoting Love Island okay no I know, so I, know that. I know that reference but
1: no I guess what I'm trying to say is girls take friendly as friendly instead of they you should be very direct is what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um I think yeah especially with being queer and you're both women like you're like you're so pretty if a guy said that to you you would be like oh maybe he's trying to flirt with me a girl you gotta be Mm -hmm. you gotta really press down like you really gotta say like you can't just be like you're pretty you need to follow (laughs) it up like you're attractive or like something like that Mm -hmm. so it's, it's more like direct I feel like that's the issue people are like I'm I'm giving her signs and the sign is like I liked your Instagram story no (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah even just I feel like you're pretty in like girl world like Barbie world you're just like comp like complimenting each other you know what I mean I think even if you just add like I think you're really pretty already that makes an added layer like you can't just yeah you have to make it more obvious which even more so than that, but like, yeah. Or even just like adding,
2: like, you're my type after saying that, or like something to let her know that you are into the prettiness more. You're you're not looking for like a Sephora recommendation, like a product you want to go buy. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any other advice for this one, Gina or Claire? I don't know if we have anything else to add
0: on that. Well, I think like Claire said, if it's, if it's not working, then it's like, don't, don't keep trying. Like you mm. don't need to push somebody. Maybe at some point you take, you got to take a hint, but if you've made it painfully obvious and they're not responding, then it's yeah. like, okay, you've, you've tried mm-hmm. So no when to throw the towel in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: All right. So I think with that we're gonna wrap the episode up. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Claire. Can you tell everyone where to find you? I know you already mentioned you're at, but just in case they didn't the get it fast enough. Yeah.
1: Yes. Find me on TikTok or Instagram at Claire underscore Holt 12 everywhere. Follow me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Free plug. I love the free plug. Claire <laughs> underscore. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, my friends will be like, Oh, Claire Holt, twelve. Do you want to come out tonight? Like, yes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: My uh, Instagram used to be Kardashian, and like everyone would call me that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then I was like,
2: I don't want to be associated with them anymore, so I changed it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: So if you want to ask us a question of your own you can give us a call at 724-209-8877 you can also send us an email to sapphic survival guide at gmail.com and you can message us on instagram would probably be the best social media platform uh, which is at sapphic survival guide and all social media platforms were at sapphic survival guide except for twitter slash x we are at sapphic survival i'm still not i'm not letting go of the twitter thing i'm not calling it anything else (laughs) i refuse people still call it twitter yeah it's twitter um you can find us on twitter at sapphic survival we also have a patreon that is patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide if you want to go subscribe there we will have bonus content for you uh, make sure to like, subscribe, do all the things. You can find me personally at Hot Mess and on pretty much any social
0: media platform. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lee Regina, including my website, theleeregina.com. And with that, class is now dismissed.